2: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yes. Hello, welcome to the final hour of the summer. It gets you jumping, doesn't it, this song? Final hour of the summer on home, thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now. Welcome listeners to us uh, from SEN track stations across New South Wales, Queensland and the ACT. Find us now on YouTube as well. You just search Joel and Fletch SEN and you can subscribe today. Uh, Boz. Yes. As I said, we have seen uh, where well, there has been a sighting of the helicopter and it landed safely at the SCT. David Warner's helicopter, yeah? Yeah. He, uh... I
0: can tell the way you're talking, Mark. I, I can sense, in my opinion. Tell mm. me if I'm wrong, oh, because yeah, sometimes yeah, senses yeah. are wrong. But I, I don't think you two are over the moon about this helicopter thing. Tell the truth. I like, love yeah. it. It's not nothing personal. Right? I love it. I, all right, though, I, I think if, I'm wrong. if i could get a helicopter to places, I would. Well, a, a lot of people that were talking about, first of all, like some of the football fans and that, well, this, that could have been any other. Landing on the pitch wouldn't make a big difference. And I don't think they're playing at Alliance. Stadium uh, tonight. I think it's Combank for the Gaslight round here. Yeah? yeah, right. Um, so I don't think it would have made a big difference. I also saw a lot of people sort of say, "Oh, he could have. Dri-. Yes, he could have driven, but he's got to play tonight. So
2: the less time you can spend in a set down position, the better.
0: That's 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 what I'm. That's 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 what my point.
2: Brought. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. And uh, well, actually, this is a good time to get bringing in an, an actual former cricketer and see what he thinks of the helicopter. Yes, Joining the cast us man now is former Australian cricketer. We played 38 tests, including 43 ODIs. It's Brisbane's very own Michael Kasparizzi. there, Casper.
1: Hey,
2: how are you, guys? Good,
1: thanks, Cas. How are you? Good, yeah. I'm, I'm very comfortable, thank you, up here in Queensland. Oh, yeah? I understand you had uh, a bit of heat down in Sydney.
0: Yeah, we have. Well, we haven't had the storms you've had up there. Uh, how, how's that been no, going?
1: Not uh, wet and windy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know down the Gold Coast, safe so off yeah, yeah I know. They're they're comp- comp- um, the 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 big on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, they did. yeah.
0: So. So, now my, my wife and kids went up there around Christmas time, and they had two days of
2: electricity at the end.
1: Yeah, wow. Yeah, can you believe I mean, it? it? It's like yeah. camping then, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's well, yeah. It
2: was for them, it wasn't for me. Kasper, <laughs> <laughs> what do <are> you <laughs> <laughs> make of this? Uh, Davey Warner's helicopter. Did you ever catch a helicopter to do any match, mate?
1: No, the only helicopters we ever saw coming anywhere near a cricket field was uh, Tony always talking about the um, Channel Nine chopper.
3: Yeah, coming into.
1: Fly over the top of the wicket it was a little bit damp and wet and all that, but I do love. Um, I saw how uh, Sean Abbott from the Sydney Sixers, He called. He said, "Oh, look, it is a bit Hollywood." He said, "Yeah, that's very Davy." And he said, "I got a lime scooter today, and I'll be doing the same tomorrow night." So well, you know, um, yeah, um, yeah, just the different standards, I suppose. Stephen O'Keefe,
2: awesome. sock when he goes to the the matches at the SCG, he it's catches. Mm-hmm. No, he catches the ferry. Oh well, there you go. Because he lives down in Manly. Different strokes for different folks. And so there he, with yeah. his kit bag, gets on the Manly ferry in go. his sixes kit. Yeah, well, there goes you across. Now speaking about the twenty twenty, yeah,
0: speaking about the twenty twenty, Casper, give us an update on the tournament thus far and what we need to look forward to.
1: Oh look, it's been fantastic, brother. I reckon that um, they took some games out of it, make it a bit lighter. Uh, but just the performances have been fantastic. Um, I was actually at the gather, uh, commentating for us of course, on Wednesday night when the Brisbane Heat uh, won by 23 runs against the Perth Scorchers, who were actually number two on the ladder. So it's not mm. a table clash. Michael Nesso was outstanding, bat ball in the field. But what I love about the big bash, right, is necessarily about coming and seeing the stars and obviously great having the test players come back and through this round, we're sort of seeing all that with Smith and Warner, obviously, tonight. But it's actually the, if you like, club players. And mm. there's a number of these stories of players who are just oh, clubbies, I like is the term, mm. playing and not, not doing much, not much, but then all of a sudden given the, there's a stage called BBL, given the opportunity to go and start. Um, Spencer Johnson's a great one for the Brisbane Heat. He was playing club career down in South Australia, he was about 27 or 28 years old. Mm. The Brisbane Heat gave him a chance, he came, he dominated, he did well. He even played for Australia against South Africa. On their tour one day in oh, 2020, early in this year, we've seen that in each of the sides, the you know, team, and just the utility, Which means the guy that turns up on the weekend plays his club cricket. It's almost like there's a dream. It's it's possible. Everything's possible, and I think what yes, we're loving a- about it.
0: The average yeah. the average crowds uh, cast uh, have been 19,000. That ranks amongst the highest in Big Bash history. Do you think a lot of that has to do with what you mentioned at the start of that? You said that they sort of you know, didn't have as many games as they have in the past, or do you think it's a mixture of that plus the the wonderful quality of cricket?
1: No, I think it's definitely a mixture because I think, the cost of going to sport these days and uh, the cost of a pie uh, and a, and a scooter at the, um, at the crickets, quite expensive these days. So people are choosing about when, when, when they, you know, they they spend their money. But I think that's the best part about the big bash is that it's family based. All Hmm. the sponsors, it's quite strict actually, um, sponsors are all you know, family-based companies and I, th- um, and I think that's where you know, what I love about it is that it's, we've just re-branded, rebranded cricket, put it on the shelf for a whole new audience right mm. now. That's the, the format of 2020 because if you love cricket, you love test cricket, you love test cricket. Um, you know what? This isn't for you. Mm. This is actually for a whole new audience to come along, enjoy the events, the fireworks, all that, but then to start to appreciate the skill which means that after a time they'll start to really appreciate the skill and go, well, i want to see the best skills, which we all know is test cricket. Absolutely.
2: Now, Casper, being a former uh, fast bowler that you are, um, you must be pretty happy with the way the heat bowlers are performing. Um, Obviously, um, Spencer Johnson with nine, Paul Walter with 12, um, they're the leading wicket takers, takers for the BBL, and obviously Xavier Bartlett has 15 so far. I mean, they're absolutely firing the big quicks.
1: Well, I've got to put. I'm going to put it all down to the Brisbane Heat coach staff. Um, Andy He uh, is uh, the mm. Heat's uh, bowling coach. Um, I was well, one of my best mates too. I'll just drop that in there. Um, but um, yeah, I think biased. <laughs> biased.
0: I think that's
1: where you've got. what well, well, it is, of course. And I think we look to look after each other because the best certainly don't do that. No, no, no. At least, at least, uh, uh, at least
0: you said it, Cas. Unlike some others who come on and don't say it, and then you find out afterwards. Yeah. Fair play to you for coming out and saying it. Good.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll, well, I'll put it this way. I think that's the what the but the, 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 you know the fast bowling cartel as we call ourselves. Yeah. Um, the reason I had a fair bit to do with the term, it used to be called the fast bowlers union, mm. and when I first played, Mike Whitney actually came to me, I was 17-year-old, I'm playing for Queensland, with SCG, and he pulled me aside, told me all about the union, about how it works, essentially how we look after each other, no bowl bounces at each other. Mm. We just get stuck into the bathroom. Anyway, it was years later where I was with Jason Gillespie we were in India, I think it was 2001. And we're sitting out. and for some reason, I'm sort of reading some business stuff in Australia, I think I wasn't playing at the time, I think. Anyway, um, I was reading about um, I think it was Amcor and Smorgans, two of the cardboard box manufacturers, mm-hmm. um, and it was all talk about um, cartel behaviour. And I thought immediately, what the hell does that mean? I thought, and I looked it up, and it was perfect because I figured, I'm like a union, they can sort of, you know, oh yeah, we'll just make be a bit of a pain in the ass at the mm-hmm. times. Um, a union controls who plays, who enters, who can train. And I thought, that's what we are. We are a fast bowling <laughs> cartel, which means that there's no batsmen allowed. And like every minority group out there, there's only three fast bowlers, six batsmen, one spinner and a keeper in a team. Um, we get sort of persecuted. Mm. Now, now, I'm not sure if you've had any other fast bowlers to present it like that. Well, we have.
0: But we've just learned something. Yeah. Huh? Um, and you just give me ammunition yeah. as well to oh, wind everyone up <laughs> when uh, we uh, to... I see them. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask that last question because one of the greatest moments in Test cricket history. I want oh, to can ask I ask Cas- you
2: something before you ask yeah, that I, one?
0: I'll do it at the end. That's what you I'm you saying to, do I'll it do it at end? the end. Yes. Casper uh, knows what's coming. Yeah, of so course. So preparing. You, you
2: talk about the fast bowlers cartel and you talk about the batsmen. We were interviewing uh, Mitch Marsh recently, and it was when he was made captain of the ODI squad, and he was about to go to a spinners meeting. And it was the spinners' meeting was going to involve. I think it was Adam Zamper. Um, I can't remember who else was in the side. Maybe it was um, two Todd, people. Todd Murphy, exactly <laughs> two people. Do you have any idea what goes on at these spinners' meetings, Casper? What are they
1: talking oh. about? Well, I think you got to take a set of chopsticks and you got to um, drink your coffee with your little thinking thing that straight up. A in
0: a darkened room with candles, oh, candles lighting the room and everything. Oh, Upside down, crossing. Yeah,
1: I think Warnie, Warnie had his spinning roundings in dark rooms as well.
0: <laughs> now, Cass, one, one of the great moments, actually, when, uh, into the 20 years that I spent in England, and this may surprise a bit, one of the greatest moments I, <laughs> I had was... That 200 200 that 2005 test series against England. I must ask yep. you, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that Sunday morning uh, at Edgepiston, um, with play, at Birmingham where I played for seven years. I knew Edgepiston very, very yeah, well. Yeah. Going yeah. into that morning, because I'll never forget, it, it was like I said to everyone else, I'd actually been out the night before. I had a whole, whole lot of people back in my house and I wouldn't let them leave because you were doing so well. Did you ever, when you went out that morning, did you guys? I mean, I think Warney was still in, the late Shane Warne was still yeah. in with you then then Brett Lee came in. Did you ever have any inclination? Did you ever discuss anything to say, you know what, if we can just do this and then do this, we can have a chance here?
1: Yeah, well, Warney and Brett Lee were batting, and I was batting 11. That's right. Um, and surpri- surprisingly as well. I'm, I'm glad you're with me with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, we, but, I, but what was great about, obviously, Warnie, um, I think it was about 90 runs, got it down to about 62 or something like that, um, and Warney stepped on his stumps. That's right. So I went out to, yeah, went out to bat with Brett Lee, and I remember going out there and the crowd were going nuts. Just, like I said, Sunday morning, and you know, we're just so loud, the crowd. And I just walked out in the morning, I just remember smiling at him and said, hey, mate, how you going? And we're looking, you know, he's, he's on fire. He said, you know, are you trying to go, oh, let's go, I'll keep going. I said, yeah. I said, you know what, let's just have fun. Let's mm. just have some fun here and see how we go. And you knew that the bowlers were only gonna, they were going nose or toes. Mm. They're trying to hit you rather well, than the foot uh, for an OBW, itching the head. Mm. And so we managed to just hang around, if you like, and score different stages, build up. We were scoring nearly four runs and over. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> what was incredible was when, oh, I think it was at like 13 runs to go, and the crowd are going nuts. They're just buzzing and all that. off ball, the ball to Brett Lee, went down the leg side, hit a foot mark, and went four Biles. That's right. All of a sudden, single figures. And then it went silent. Mm. Everything was silent yeah. because all of a sudden it was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> Australia! Maybe Australia going to win this?" Kind of so, <laughs> so that was what it was about. Um, yeah, and then um, unfortunately, um, yeah, I got a, a short delivery from uh, Steve which yeah. didn't feel yeah, it didn't feel like it was that short, but it just rose up and mm. out of all the other short balls, this one uh, I managed to flick my um, my, my, my glove. Uh one of the gloves on a right hand. That's right. Um, the, yeah. Unfortunately, um, well the one actually there's the one test series that calendar year when um, DRS wasn't used. Mm. So it wasn't used. So whilst it would have been a right result, because Billy Birmingham of course would have uh, yeah, we would have had one at least one more um challenge and we would've gone upstairs and with Billy Birmingham and that's Billy. Sorry, Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> And we would have gone upstairs, and then we would have found out that um, the right hand was actually off the bat at the time, because mm. Hotspot, yeah, well, I think it's law, 34.1 or something like that. Um, <laughs> so out. Anyway, yeah, the joke I was used, that whilst it would have been the right I thought it could have been embarrassing for me, mm. because I think Hotspot would have definitely picked up a bit of a wet spot of something dripping down my leg. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I mean, I, the, so, th-
0: those moments afterwards that, you know, remember that... Brett Lee shaking hands. I think it was Andrew Flintoff. And it was just... It was an amazing test match. Did you guys think then, after that game, did you, did you deep down, did you sort of say to yourself, oh, it's all right. It's just, because remember, you absolutely walloped them at Lord's in the first test. Did you <laughs> think after yeah. that, oh, you know what? You know, and, and plus, with obviously, with Glenn McGrath stepping on the ball, that, I don't know, you know mm-hmm. maybe this is a different England this time.
1: No, you don't You don't think that. You're obviously confident in your own ability, our preparation, everything was great. You, we didn't know... It was that they were no above what they normally were at. Yeah, they But um, then when you looked around our dressing room, there's always plenty of belief.
3: Hmm.
1: You know, see how we go. Just keep believing. It. Who have we got? We got Ponting, Hayden, Langer, Gilly. Oh, Martin, yeah. Cato, whoever. Like it was Gilly? Yeah, and McGrath and Everyone. Didi. There's just this um, incredible team. But you know what? I was in the I was in the Australian side um, over 10 years. So there's 13 times I was dropped in and out of that side. Mm. Had more recalls than I had to. But <laughs> I've ended up... But I've ended up... Um, I, and it's kind of weird because it's a bit like your own kids. Um, you spend time away, especially when they're younger, and you come up for a week, you come home, you notice change. Mm. But if you're there every day, you don't notice that change because yeah. so it's very gradual. What was incredible was in that that particular test series and that Australian team and being around that team, that was the first time in all my time in the Australian team in like 10 years that we started to use the word luck. Okay. And you know why? Because we, we were feeling unlucky. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's generally the, the only team that talks about luck is the loser because they are generally talking about how unlucky you are. Yeah. We just never talk about, how, you know, the tributes you're celebrating, no, but talk about luck. Amazing. So anyway, that's for me, that was that was it, yeah. It was, and we were talking about, and there were moments when things like maybe that ball down the league side, and off oh, me and Garren Jones's catch, mm. and the run out as well, of the run out.
0: Remember the run out? Yeah, I think, it, it, uh, I think that was Trent Bridge. Actually, was that Trent Bridge the run out? Um, yeah, you know, when the was, substitute yeah. fieldsman, um, there was. Oh, yeah, but mind you, right. we had our luck too. I mean, we survived then at Old Trafford, didn't we? Like, you know, you know, so. Well, we, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. We had rain as well kind of help us out. Mm. <laughs> and was, and Shane, the late <laughs>
0: Shane warned, bless his soul, if you would taken yeah. that catch at the Oval as well off Kevin Peterson. You never know. Yeah, we made have come back it and draw. us. Oh, well, right, I, I remember think. it well.
2: Yeah. There you go. It
1: was good.
2: Hey, um, intake, didn't we? That, you, that was a cracking side back then in 05. <laughs> the current Aussie team, Casper, is firing on all cylinders, 3-0 over Pakistan. We're about to take on the West Indies, uh, obviously minus um, Dave Warner. What do you think about the chat around Steve Smith moving up the order to replace Dave?
1: Oh, look, I, I actually, I don't, to the point where I don't mind it, I like to sort of historically, being old school, Love the fact that if you know someone like uh, Cameron Bancroft, who was a leading shield run scorer for the last couple of years, playing okay, like for like opening batsman, in you go, no problem at all. But there was a comment made by um, Andrew McDonald, the coach, about we we're going to select our top, our best six batsmen in Australia. Hmm. And I'm I'm trying to flip this a little bit because I think what I'm looking forward to with Steve Smith opening is a new challenge for this guy. Now he is going to be one of the greats of Australian cricket and regarded. So his, his record is incredible. He's just unbelievable what he's done. And he'll be remembered from every other, you know, for, for his cricket on field. Um, he's been so awesome. So, and being senior, I just think if it's a couple of years, it's almost like the challenge this overachiever needs. It's almost like he's yeah. going and try this out and see how you know, how good you can be at that. So that's going to be good watching. But what you'll find is there's going to be a few more oh, people retiring and leaving. And from Khawaja, I think he's you know, thirty six, oh, same like thirty seven, same as
0: David yeah,
1: um, Warner. Yep. So there's going to be an open spot there, and really? maybe that's where you know selectors in picking Renshaw in the squad sort of um, yeah, sort of thought that might fit.
0: I don't think it's going to make any difference against all due respect to the West Indies right now. So, but mm. I I'm, I'm with Casper. I'm thinking that they're probably thinking long-term. So I'll see how Steve Smith goes, but, um, I, I do think mm. you've got to be careful. Like every sport is different, but we've had that before. I mean, in, in football, in terms of you just pick the best players, but then sometimes the balance of the team is not quite right. Yeah, uh, right. And like I said, I don't think it would really get exposed against the West Indies, but when you come up against England or India, um, or South Africa or New Zealand, uh, that, that will be a different story. But we'll see how it goes. And Absolutely. Like like, uh, like like Michael just said as well, you, you never know because he is a high achiever, so he might take to it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on. I don't think it's going to make a difference against the West Indies.
2: How do you think Cam
1: Green will go getting back in the side, Casper? Yeah, he'll go well. He seems like he's, he is a star. Um, and maybe that's the greatest opportunity for him. You know, in this test series about batting higher up, Rather than just slotting into a number six position, they, I think they said about batting him four. Um, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be great for him, I think. Um, yeah, but even even when you think, it, oh, I was saying the other night, when I was asked about you know Smith being there and how wrong it is and all, I said, well, what do you think about all these opening batsmen that we've had in the last few years, from a Langer to a Caddick, from a Watson or Ed Cowan, even Usman, we're all middle order batsmen anyway. Mm. They yeah started right. that way. So mm.
2: when Dave Warner was the same, wasn't yeah. he? Didn't start. As an opener, I don't know I, know. I wasn't there. his beginning. I don't
1: know. I <laughs> see yeah, no, what is amazing about David Warner though. He's the, I think, the first Australian player to play Test cricket to wear the bag of green um, that hadn't played a first-class game of cricket before he made yeah. his debut. Right. Now, it before we let you start. go, Casper,
0: as well, you, you've uh, done your time. you are still doing time in cricket administration going forward. Okay, and we, we, we know what understand what you said about the skill of test cricket, and I grew up in the same generation as you, we were born the same year, where test cricket yeah. meant everything. I don't think the younger generation are quite like that. You mentioned about different audience of 2020 and different audience of test cricket. But going forward with this cricket calendar, what do you think the powers that be are going to do to try to make the calendar a little bit more familiar to everyone around the world in terms of, you know, when tests are going to be played, when one day internationals are going to be played when 2020s are going to be played or you think they're just going to keep going like this and until they basically find an equilibrium that will be as suitable
1: as possible for everyone around the world well that's the hardest part wasn't it because you've got obviously all these different markets and and you know like test cricket um so that's countries you know like the Sri Lanka all oh, right, right around, the, around the world you know they're they're and running on the smell, on the whiff of, you know, as far as the cost of the, of the games and all that and crowds, which is why 2020 is the perfect vehicle for them. And all they need to do is everyone gets India coming out and then you've got the TV rights to get shot over the line. Look, one of the things we've always done, I know from an Australian cricket point of view, is try to innovate. And even that being well aware of all the different formats and, you know, it of lacks a bit of relevance really when. You know, it's just another game of cricket, like another one-day series. So I think Australia straight after the World Cup stayed in India for five more games. It's like really, mm. um, but I reckon that's where in Australia we we started the innovation because we introduced day-night um, like Test cricket, mm. and of course the Gabba on Australia Day that or 25th actually, but Australia Day twenty sixth, There's a day-night. Match at Casper. The Gabba. Casper, I, I hate so.
2: to do this. I'm getting the heavy wind up here and they're playing the music. It's a hard out. I'm very Thanks, sorry. Thanks, Casper. I Thank, you so, Thank right. you so much. Thank you so much. Casper.
0: Take care, right. mate.